Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. All right, today we're getting into construction documents. These are the permit drawings, the drawings for the building. This is the thing that I think most people just assume the architects do. They do drawings to get a permit. That's the surface level thing. But if you stuck with us from the beginning, you know that there is much more involved in making a beautiful, successful dream home for you and that the architect takes you through a journey that's educational, that's an enjoyable thing. But today we are on the topic of construction documents where you're going to submit these for permit. You're going to submit them to the bank. You're going to submit them for bid, right? So you got to make sure that everything that you've done up until now is going to set you up for success in these drawings. So we, we just finished up with design development where we selected the materials, we selected the systems and how those were going to fit together to make your concept come alive. And construction documents is when we really start to focus on the connection between those systems, the connection between those materials, how they're finished, how the wall finish touches the floor, how the AC system is interacting with the finishes on the drywall and the diffusers. All these connections are what make architecture special and tell your story in a way that stands out. And the crazy thing is they're drawings that are done by the architect, right? It's probably the first time maybe you've seen drawings this intimately. It's the first time you've seen drawings from who your architect is, from me. So they may look different than other ones that you've seen before. If you've just seen blueprints in a movie, that has nothing to do with the way things are done anymore. And you want to spend time for yourself being able to make sure you understand what is coming out. I remember before 3D was like just kind of commonplace. I would show clients our drawings and they would say, well, I don't understand what this is. I don't look at drawings. I need to see it in 3D. Thankfully, I'm from the generation where we were already doing that. So behind the scenes, we the drawings are already in 3D. And so we were able to show that to them quickly. And I'm not talking about like a presentation poster drawing. I'm talking about the actual space. And today we use virtual reality and all that type of stuff. So there's different ways that you're going to understand what's going into your construction documents. So you want to make sure you're getting what you're you're hoping. And if you've chosen a, a good team, that shouldn't be a concern. But for sure, one of the things that can happen is a drawing is communicating something to the general contractor that your architect intends, but the general contractor is not reading it or interpreting the way that it was intended. So the construction documents are communicating design intent. And a lot of builders have their set way of doing things. I'm a builder too. I have the way I like to do stuff. And I don't build anything that anyone else has designed myself. I only build the things I designed the way our company is set up. But some builders have an external architect, even if they call themselves design build, it may not be their architect. And so they have to make sure they understand what those drawings are saying. So to get through that, a really important thing to make sure you always do is that you have an architect and a contractor meet. I've had people call before and say like, 
hey, I just need drawings. I just want a permit set. I've got a builder who's going to take care of everything. And then the builder will tell them they don't want to meet with the architect. They don't want to talk with the architect because they just want to be able to do build things the way they want. But what that can often lead to is some quirky details. The architect designed something some way that really needed to be detailed and executed in the way that the drawings show for it to look correct as opposed to the standard detail or the builder's standard detail, which may be a great detail. It may just not go good with what you're wanting and what you came up with uh, your architect. So I don't typically run into that when I'm building it myself. And most of the builders that I work with, when I'm not building it, we do spend the time. We meet on site. We go through the drawings together and try to get them on board as early as possible so that the construction documents are developed together. And by the end of the process, you, the permitting office, the builder, everyone understands as much as possible to limit mistakes and make sure that the beautiful minimalist details are getting executed in the home of your dreams. So I always make sure I follow a certain process for the drawings and they go in a certain sequence. And so this is just real technical, real quick. Typically, you'll go from more general to more specific through the drawing. So as you're flipping through drawing set, you'll usually see like the site, then you'll see the floor plan, then you're going to start getting into the elevations, you're going to get into what the building looks through from the side. And but I mean, they call it a section. So they cut through the building. And so you can see, oh, there's this tall space here next to a lower space, it steps down, uh, when it goes out the back of the house or something, then you start getting into the detailed drawings of how all that is put together. And if you think about it, the order of the drawing set kind of goes in the order of the design. We start out big picture and we get more and more detailed. But even in construction documents and what you turn in, you're going to have all those drawings. And now the construction drawings are also part of what is called the contract documents. And the contract documents include the drawings, but also the specification. The specification, and I, I have a sample of this, so if anybody wants to see one of our specifications, because this is like almost at like left field for a lot of people. They, they, they see on movies and TV these big drawings, but there's really explanation of what you're getting. And it's an explanation to the general contractor of what the expectation is. And it, and, uh, it talks about the concrete, steel, wood, the tile, everything down to like ladders or grab bars and things like that, that give them the design intent and expectation for what you're getting from those. So the specification manual is part of the contract document. So when you go to contract with your builder and when you get the loan from the bank, you want to make sure that you've gone through that. It should be very itemized, very detailed. I know you Sometimes people will get fatigued and they're like, I just want something simple. Just give me a big number and I'm getting this. But you're very wise to be like, I want to make sure that you understand, you know, what AC is important for your home. You understand the electrical load that's important for your home. So the more you're educated, you'll know what you're getting. So when you look at that, you make sure that you're getting, hey, I'm going to get a variable speed or multi-stage AC unit, right? Or maybe you need more than 200 amps because you've got a shop in your house or you have an extra large house, which may need more than the standard 200 amps, at least in Florida, that's what the typical standard is, and that you're going to have enough power to add on to the house in the future 
like let's say you get more kids or you have you build an in-law suite or something like that you want to make sure that you're set up for success in the future make sure your architect and your builder have confirmed it. So as the architect, and we'll get into this later, but it is really related to the construction documents and contract documents, we specify as part of the construction drawings that there will be a review process for these items. And it will usually say wood trusses, wood framing, concrete, concrete block, the doors and the windows. So the architect will help catch anything that maybe the builder left out and and not necessarily even the builder, you know, it's going to go from the builder to the window supplier to the window installer. And so if the architect has a chance to look that over, they're your advocate to make sure you're actually getting the windows that you paid for that you requested. So you may not know if you actually did get the variable speed. I worked on one project and my AC contractor had put in an AC unit that didn't have the two stage that we asked for. And if you were just left up to that and I was an architect and a builder, the owner may never have known that they didn't necessarily get what the specification was from the architect. So the more check you can have with your architect with what's going in, the better. Because the drawings are the architect's drawings. So they will understand them. Even though they use standard, you know, we use all the standard graphical conventions. It's a unique building, right? So it's not going to have that many details. Many of our details are not standard. There are standard details. A lot of any track home that you see pretty much is going to be an out of the book detail. The homes that uh, that we do, a bespoke custom home, will be using unique details, details that have invention in them, details that are using standard practices for health, safety, and welfare, or best practices for water intrusion and for thermal performance. But since they're unique, they may not look exactly like what a subcontractor has seen. If they even ever look at the drawing, a lot of times the builder will say, hey, I need you to come put insulation in. And they go, okay, usually it goes in the in between the trusses and stuff like that. But you, if you get a good builder, you'll get good subcontractors who are more savvy that really do look at things. And there's a lot of them out there. You just don't want to – let me put it this way. When you take your construction drawings and you go to get – bits from the builders. A lot of people want to go with the lowest one, right? But the lowest one may not really be the lowest one. It may be the wrong one. You want to go with the lowest one that includes all the things that you are wanting to have achieved, not just in the finished look of it, but in the process and in the quality of what is done. So there is that proofing period for you to make sure that the bid that you've got from the builder really is good. And the same thing with me. I always, if I'm your builder and not just your architect, we need to go through this stuff to make sure everybody's on the same page, that everybody's happy, that there's buy-in on all sides, permitting department, you, architect, builder. And if it's, you know, like husband and wife, or there's multiple people that are owning the place, um, sometimes it's not just husband and wife. There's a myriad of scenarios of ownership, especially today with all like the people that are building things with rentals in them to make sure that there's buy-in all around. So you want to make sure that when you talk with your builder as well, that you can gauge if they are a builder who is wanting to achieve your design. So there's a lot of builders that will they have their way and you can ask them questions that will help you see like are they wanting to get 
your design achieved on your budget or are they just wanting to make money and are they trying to build it their way and let that supersede what you're trying to achieve. I think I talked about it last week. There was just several scenarios just recently, one of which was a buddy of mine hired a builder and right when they start construction, they tell them they can't get the cabinets that they want. And I was like, well, it it showed it on the drawings. If you've been listening, you've heard me talk about that, but it wasn't in their bid. So they, a builder will hold that to you every time. It doesn't matter if it was on the architect's drawings, if I put it on the bid that I made to you, they're going to try to get out of it. Now, on our drawings, there's a note that says that they are bidding on these drawings. If anything has changed from these drawings, they are to explicitly state it. So the, it's kind of like a back and forth thing. They'll put a statement that says, if we don't say it, it's not in here. But our drawings, which are the contract drawings, will say they need to explicitly state anything that is left out. And... So we will help you with that, but also help yourself by making sure you let them know if it is not stated in here that it is left out from these drawings, it is expected to be in there. There may even be things that are not in the drawings that you ask them to add that should be listed as well. A lot of times people have additional things that they want in the scope. So in the construction drawings, there's also things that will sometimes say not in contract or by others explicitly asked by you. Like they'll tell us, hey, we want you to do the outline of the pool and the concept of the pool, but we have a special pool contractor that we want to do all the details with them through. So we'll put not in contract, but we'll do, we we always like to do the general design of special things like that, like pools or outbuildings or major landscape structural features. That way they're integrated with the architecture better, but there is the cases where owner has somebody they really like or they've been wanting to work with that would be appropriate. So all of this today is to say we've been going through the emotional journey. Then we went through the big concept that we took all that stuff, right? This is going back to the DNA process. And if you're listening for the first time, the earlier episodes will talk about your dreams, how nature affects your project, and how the government and permitting and finances affects your projects. And all those things have gotten us to this point where now – You've got the technical drawings, which are full of the art. It's just like when you see a movie, all of the things that went into that to create that beautiful thing are there. But it's very technical at that point. The last part of the movie, you know, they're they're checking the timing. They're checking that the scenes are cut correctly, that uh, the focus is is correct on each frame. That's where we're at. We're like down to the nitty gritty of the drawings where everything's integrated and everything is ready to be like finally, finally priced, finally built, finally permitted. And it's an exciting, it's an exciting point. So that's where we're at in the journey. Once you've gone through selecting your materials, getting through the concept, you're going to create the technical drawings. That's the easiest way to think about it, like engineered drawings that will get you going on your building. Now, I don't think I talked about this. Now, this selecting your team goes way back to the beginning, even going to like investigation process before you buy your property. But this is really the crux of it. You are doing these drawings now that have a ton of information that's related to state statutes for life safety, being able to get out of a bedroom, you have to have a window or fire sprinkler, making sure that you've got a radon 
Uh, in Florida, you have to have a carbon monoxide radon detector and a smoke detector in the house and in different places. And you really want to make sure just because somebody has their license, definitely don't work with a non-licensed architect. Don't do a home designer. Don't uh, do something like that. Work with licensed individuals and make sure that those people also have a good reputation so that you and ask them, did you like just this part of the process with this engineer? Did you like just this part of this process with the builder? You want to know that the whole thing is going to be strong. And right now is one of the most critical points in the process that we're talking about construction documents, because that's kind of like a milestone where things are going to get fixed for the most part. Like in schematic design, you might change something and and yes, it takes time, it takes effort, but it's not something that is locked in at that point. It's a little bit more exploratory. Once you get to your bank loan, you can still change stuff, but we're more at a, a solidified, like this is the amount of money we've got from the bank. This is what the permitting office said. And yes, you can submit a revision to the permit office, but this is a milestone. And you want to make sure that all the, your ducks are in a row. Your architect is going to help you make sure all your ducks are in a row at this point. And get you going on to building. So for construction documents, we're really just going to do one episode because the way that we're proposing that you work, there's so much preparation that when you go to do construction documents, you really are doing those connections, finalizing those details to make everything congeal and come together. Now, I want to say something because this permitting would be like between construction documents and construction, right? That's like the, the connecting step. Now, we always do pre-review meetings. A lot of uh, jurisdictions now even require a pre-review meeting, a pre-permit. So you want to make sure that you've done that in the previous steps, schematic design, even in planning stage. And when you get the construction documents, I found almost every time departments are so busy and they're paying attention to the projects that are needing a permit in front of them that, yes, they will meet with you, but Many times they'll tell you one thing. I'll even have letters from them and emails saying, yes, you can do this, but it's not fully fleshed out. So I would always be prepared when you go to permitting that they'll probably come back with something that was either partially clarified before or that needs more clarification and some adjusting and massaging to get correct. So usually you'll have your construction documents, but until you submit for permit, they don't really put a full code review on it. It's A lot of times it's like just for memory or they'll look up one or two things that pops out to them, but not a full review of what they're requiring for the site. There's, there's engineering site reviews. There's going to be environmental things. There'll even be uh, the landscape or ar- arborist department that will look at it. Many, many more eyes are going to be on this in a much more specific way when you go to permit. And prepare yourself to stay creative and stay thinking about how to make things meet that requirement. Remember, part of the DNA is the outside effects. I've even seen times people are building and they totally miss stuff, but they're allowed to make mistakes in the building department. So the construction drawings are turned in, and this is where they have the authority at the building department. The construction drawings are turned in. They approve them. But when they give you the permit, they say, if we miss something and there's something we don't like, even in the middle of construction, I've heard stories of people, their building's one foot too high and they're stuck for a year. My neighbor was building a house and I felt so bad for him. They did not catch it in the review that they needed this step in the building. 
and they had built the whole building. And one day I see them cutting a horizontal chunk out of their wall. And they said, oh, they didn't tell us that you have to have a step in the building every 40 feet. And I was like, I could have helped you with that on our house. The code also had said if you had 25% of the wall was glass, you didn't have to do that. Well, they were under 25%. They had nowhere to put more windows. So there they are. They cut this weird bench into one of the bedrooms and um, it held them up for several months. Now, nobody's perfect. So there are those things that we stay innovative. We stay thinking. We stay being creative. And that's another reason to have your architect involved even during construction is so that you can keep the creative and artistic eye when those things come. So just know once you've done construction documents and bidding, when you go to permitting, there is something that could change. You could also want to change something. So there's a myriad of things that happen to be prepared for and um, to stay enjoying the journey, knowing that it's something that evolves, something that's shaping, you're creating something. When you do the drawing, that's not just it. The whole thing is the design. To sketch on the paper, I think I said this in a previous podcast, I'm not sure, but in like Webster's, it says like an architect is someone who sketches up drawings. And that is not correct. An architect is someone who creates buildings for you that brings imagination for whoever the occupant is. If even It could even be the architect is creating something that they're going to build. Like I, I build stuff too. Or when I'm working with you, that I'm bringing your idea into reality and the whole process of getting you there into the building operating it as part of the architectural process so just keep that in mind when you go to permit uh, when your drawings are being done that it's a continuous process we want to prepare you for success in this journey to know what the expectations are and we want you to live in the home of your dreams to go from dreaming of this home to living in the home of your dreams. I, I want to see it every week and I believe it for you that that's what you're going to do. That even if you're a young person right now and you're like, I got no money, but you're interested in this process, you're going to save that money. It's going to be important to you. You're going to figure out how to make it happen and you're educating yourself. And so I applaud you for that. Thank you so much. My time is up. So I just want to say thank you for joining us on the Card Custom Home and Architecture podcast. If you made it this far, you're definitely going to want to come see Parade of Homes June 18th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. We have an open house. Go to our website with the address and more information about the event, or you can contact me, and I'll be happy to let you know more about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time when we'll be talking more about construction. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.